there is a need to figure out the destination. And let's look at this chapter together as we'll be studying it. Let's look at what it says again. It says that finishing. Let's look at what it says about the king. It said the king is going into a war, verse 31. And the, the, the instruction there is that this king also needs to sit down, plan. And after planning, we plan how many people will be able to win the war. I've never seen someone going into a battle without planning. I've never seen someone thinking about business without having a vision, a plan. Oh, how will I do this? What am I going to do? If this one is coming up, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? There are needs for planning. And when you have planned what you are going to do, and your planning must be based on these three things that I've been talking about. Decision, direction, and then what? Destination. In direction, you will need godly counsel. You will need advisor. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes into play. The Holy Spirit comes into play in every theory. Before you can make a decision, you should allow the Spirit of God to make that decision with you. Let God make the decision with you. And also, let the Holy Spirit be the one leading you. Uh, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I will not want. There is that direction. The Lord is my... His Bible now says in, the, in verse 3, He said, He led me beside still water. He led me in the path of righteousness. There is a leading in direction, giving you direction in path of righteousness, still water, even leading you into a good pasture. Food is, is there. Your needs are being met because you made the decision and then you are following the direction of a shepherd a shepherd so the king and the bible says in 34 now let's look at it, it said salt is good how many of us want to be a salt i want you to know it that if there is no salt in a food that food is tasteless the, the food will be sour so salt is good but if the salt has lost its sour if you look at it, what does it mean for the salt to lose the taste? And I'm looking at it now. If you and I are disciples of Jesus, but we have lost our taste, we have lost the influence that we can make in this world. If I have lost the influence, then I'm no longer the salt. Because the salt has lost the sweetness. It can be, so it's becoming a, a shaft. That when you put, when you go to a salt, take, take a little bit of salt and you put it in your mouth and you don't feel the saltiness. You don't feel that sweetness. You throw it away. You spill it. You say, ah, this is not salt. And that is what the world is looking at. Are these Christians? I don't think so. Are these disciples of Jesus? No, I don't. So, if you are a salt... You see yourself as a sword because you have to see yourself. Jesus is talking to the disciples here that, see, I want you to be a sword. And I want you to be a sword for your family. Be a sword where God has called you to be. Everybody has a way where you can have your own influence. There is influence for everyone. It can be little, it can be large, it can be big. So there is a need for you to be the sword. And uh, 35 says, it is neither fit for the land, nor yet for dung heap, but men cast it out. 
men cast that sort out. Men will cast those people out. We need to grow in wisdom, increase in knowledge. When we have grown in wisdom, there is no way men will cast you out. I look at uh, the case of uh, Joseph. Joseph, we, I think I talked about it uh, last week too. Talking about the story of Joseph, there are a lot of things to learn from it. That Joseph uh, lived a life based on wisdom. I'm very sure when Joseph was looking at uh, the, the decision that he had to make, that he has to make a decision to sleep with Potiphar or go to the prison. And that's the same thing. Should I suffer now or enjoy now and then end my life in uh, where I don't want? Or should I suffer for Christ now, deny myself now, and at the later on enjoy life? I'm looking at it these days. I don't have everything I want in life. Is it good to suffer? No. But is it good to live for Christ? Yes. Paul made that decision. He said to live for Christ is good. To die is gain. But I will live for Christ. So am I going to be that sort just like uh, Joseph made that decision? And we saw that they were seeking for someone that has wisdom of God. They were looking for the sort in Egypt. And they found uh, Joseph. Out of everybody, they found Joseph. We, maybe you've studied the book of Daniel. Daniel had to make, and his th uh, three friends had to make a decision in where? In, uh, in Babylon. Can we just go into the book of Daniel and look at uh, the wisdom? Daniel chapter 1. Can we go into Daniel? Let's look at Daniel a little bit. Daniel chapter 1. And let's look at the decision that uh, Daniel had to make. Daniel chapter 1. I believe that we are the Daniels of these days. You and I are the Daniels of these days. Count yourself worthy to be the Daniel of these days. So, uh, can you read Daniel chapter 1, Ishita, if you are there, uh, from, um, from verse 1. The third year of the reign. Okay, continue. In the third year of the reign of the king of Judah mm -hmm. and Nebuchadnezzar, king of the no, Nebuchadnezzar. read from verse three. Start from verse three. Oh. Okay. Then the king instructed the husbands, the the master of his. Uh, Enoch. Okay, can you please help me in this Enoch. Enoch. Enoch to mm -hmm. bring in okay, Enoch mm -hmm. to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. A young man in the womb there was uh, no blemish, but a good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the uh, Chaldeans. And the king appointed uh, for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank 
and three years of training of them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Go to verse 8 now. Now from Go to above. verse 8. Okay. But Daniel proposed uh, in his heart that he would not uh, defile himself with the uh, portion of the king's delegation, mm -hmm. nor with the wine which he drank. Then, okay. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the and uh, 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 Hello. The prince of the Inoch. Inoch, that mm -hmm. uh, he might not defile himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now God had brought Daniel into into the favor and goodwill of the chief of uh, of the Inoch. Okay. And the of the Enoch said to the Daniel. I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your face is looking worse than young men who are young, uh, you are your age? Then you would uh, endanger my head before the king. Okay, so go, to verse, to, steward, go to, to verse 12. Go to verse 12. Okay, please, please test your servant for 10 days. And let them give us a vegetable to eat and water to drink. Then let our uh, appear, uh, appearance be examined uh, before you. And the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies, and as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented uh, with them in, in this matter and tested them 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, their features uh, appear better and fatter in press than all the young men who had the portion of the king's delicacies. Okay, and go to go to verse 17. Took away uh, their portion of verse 17. Go to 17. Okay, as for this poor young, mm -hmm. as for this poor young man, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all vision, vision and dreams. Okay, now, let's go to verse. Uh, said, can you go to uh, verse twenty? Uh, and in all matter of the wisdom and understanding about which the king uh, examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians uh, and astrologers. Who were in all his realm. Thus, Daniel continued until the first year of the king's silence. Thank you so much. If we look at uh, the story of Daniel, uh, it's a story of uh, the decisions that Daniel and his brethren had to make. And if you look at what was those that were chosen, they did not choose any kind of people, they chose prince. And if you look at us, we are the prince of God. But the problem there was that they have to eat the king's meat. And the king's meat, the problem in the king's meat is when you take the food, you must take the food before the, the, the king's idol. You place the food before the king's idol 
and then now take the food to them to eat. That is the problem with the king's meat. And also, apart from that, there are also a lot of entitlements that they are entitled to. There are women, there are a lot of corrupt things that you can enjoy because you are associating with the king of this world. And let's look at that too. In this present age, if you associate with devil or all kind of sin, there are entitlements. There are things that you will be privileged to enjoy. There are friends that you will be connected to. There are places that you will be able to go to. There are places that will be open for you because you are connecting to those things that are king's meat. You remember the story of uh, Jesus uh, when he was tempted after fasting for 40 days. The devil told Jesus, he said, just bow down to me and I will give you all these things as food for you. Let's look at what the reward that God gave to Daniel. We've read it. Verse 8. I'm talking about decision. He said, Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. Meats. Meat, that is food, the desires, the enjoyment, the lust of everything that belongs to the king of this world. He proposed in his heart. He spoke to himself. He made that decision. And I want you to be making that decision today. What are those king's meat that you are going to stand away from? What are those king's meat that you are not going to do again? That you are not going to continue to eat? I remember one time I was talking to a friend of mine. He said, how are you able to leave masturbation? He asked me that question. I said, oh, wow, Jesus has to, God help me. And I've stopped. He said, no, 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 it's not easy to leave masturbation. It's not easy not to have sex. It's not easy not to have all these things. It's not easy to live a life without stealing or being corrupt to get money. It's not easy. See, how are you able to leave all these things behind and not do, a, do all these things again? Because I told him that I'm born again. I told him that because I'm following Jesus. I told him that God helped me. And that is the same thing that Daniel proposed. But we saw that God is with Daniel. The Bible says that God backed Daniel up. And that's why I wanted us to read some uh, places in the book of Daniel. So that we can see that uh, God will always back you up if you want to obey him. If you want to make a wise decision. Verse 9 says, Now God has brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the energy. There will be favor for us. And I've enjoyed the favor of God. I've enjoyed the grace of God. I didn't say that the journey has been easy. No. But I've enjoyed the favor of God. If you want to obey God, you will still find favor in the sight of men. Not only in the sight of God. Let's look at what the Bible was talking about wisdom. They were supposed to be wise. But the Bible says that the king find them ten times better. Bible says something that he that is willing and obedient will eat of the fruit of the land. There is a reward, but first you must be willing. And then what? After being willing and obedient. Obedient, obedient. What kills Saul was lack of obedience. What has been killing many people, I've read the scripture, uh, is lack of obedience. When God is saying something, and you are doing opposite to what God is saying, you are not obeying Him. 
And we must come to that point that I'm ready to obey God. Whatever is going to take me, I am going to obey God. I'm going to live according to the will of God. I'm not going to live according to my will. And I want us to read uh, a particular part uh, in John chapter 6. And then uh, we can entertain questions and then suggestions. John chapter 6. John chapter 6. And I will want us to read uh, verse 26 and 27. In John chapter 6, Jesus just finished doing miracle of provision. He provided food for uh, 5,000 people. A lot of them were just fed with bread. Now Jesus left where they were and traveled by ship into another land. And the people, he traveled with his disciples. We've been talking about disciples now. We've been addressing disciples because Jesus never leave his disciples behind. He carried them wherever he's going to. But let's look at what the Bible says in verse 26 and 27. Uh, Jesus, they were asking, where is Jesus? We want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. And the reason why they are following Jesus was wrong. There are many wrong reasons. Let's set our priorities right. Why am I going to be a disciple of Jesus? Why do I want to follow Jesus? Why am I a Christian? Why am I a Christian? So let's look at verse 26 and 27. It says what? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Verse 27. He said, Labor not for the meat which perish, but for that meat which endure unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him as God the Father sealed. So, there is a meat that perish. There is that meat that does not perish. So, if I may ask you, and you may be thinking about it, what is that meat that does not perish? The meat that does not perish is the Word of God. Because the word of God transcends this earth to heaven. But there is nothing that we eat in this world. Whether I have a car, I build a house, I have good certificates, I study well, I did everything, I eat the best food, uh, eat the best meal, wear the best clothes. Everything are temporary. And they are going to perish. They are most expensive cars in those days. Now the most expensive cars in those days are, the, are some cars that they don't use again. But this word of God endures from generation to generation. So it's, wisdom is telling us that you need to seek for something that will not perish. You need to get more wisdom. Get the word of God. Get yourself enriched in the word of God. Get more knowledge of the word of God. Because this is the meat that does not perish. Jesus was telling them, you did not even seek me for miracles. You did not seek me because of uh, you want to hear from me. You, are, you, want to, you, want to, you want to know me better. Many are not seeking Jesus because they want to know Jesus better. I got to understand that uh, when the Bible was talking about it in the book of John, 1 John chapter 1, he said, what we have seen, who did, have you seen? And when I was in my quiet time this morning, he said, uh, see your king come that was when uh, Jesus was entering Jerusalem 
He says, see your king come riding on the donkey. Have you seen Jesus? Because if you have not seen Jesus, you've not had an encounter with him. Everyone needs to see Jesus. You need to see Jesus. You need to get to know Jesus. That is the means that does not perish. Let's look at verse 32 uh, and 33 of that same chapter. Verse 32 and 33 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father gave you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which come down from heaven and give life unto the world. Have you eaten the bread from heaven? It means that the bread that they ate in the wilderness was a shadow and an example of the bread that we are going to eat. Jesus is the living bread. If you don't know it, he said in verse 35, I am the bread of life. When you eat this word, it becomes, it energizes your spirit. It transforms you. And I want us to keep reading on the word of God. I've been blessed today by listening to some, uh, some messages that has really blessed my soul. And uh, those, those, this word of God has been, have been building me. That's why the Bible talks about who want to build. I've been building on the word of God and it's, it's building me. But they want the bread just like they were eating the bread in the wilderness. But Jesus is telling them, I am the bread that came from heaven. Can we read uh, verse 34 of that same chapter? Let's read 30, I mean, no, let's read 37 and 38. Let me read 37, 38, and 39. And when I will be, I will be done for today. Verse 37, 38, and 39 of John chapter 6. It says, All that the Father give me shall come to me. And him that come to me, I will in no way, in no wise cast out. Verse 38, for I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Verse 39, and this is the Father's will, which has sent me, that all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. But I love this verse 38, he said, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him that sent me he said jesus came not to do his own will not to satisfy his own pleasure and that is why if you look at the garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying he said he prayed three times he said father let this call pass over me but not my will but your will be done he prayed that prayer three times. He was praying the same prayer. Maybe you have been praying it, God. It's not my will, but I want your will to be done. Father, let this call pass over me. Father, is it possible for me not to pass through this? Today, God was telling me something. He said, there are some people that will cut corners. What does it mean to cut corners? Maybe your cross, you have to go through this far journey. You have to go through all this journey. But instead of going through this journey, you just pass through a route to get to your destination as fast as possible. Those things that you're supposed to learn in your journey, you did not learn it. And you just pass a corner. It's just like when you are going 
uh, through a road and you look at it and say, ah, this road is too far for me. I cannot go through this road. It's too far. And he said, ah, there is a path, there is a corner that you can follow, there is a route that you can follow that will get you to the destination in, in 30 minutes. And he said, okay, I'm going to go through that route. The route that's supposed to take you, following the, that way, the normal way, will take you uh, three hours. And there are so many things that you need to learn that God wants to take you through to learn on that journey. But you say, no, I don't need to follow this route. I will just follow this route. But the route that you follow, you, you want to get to that destination in 30 minutes, in which you have to learn some things on that way. That's why God wants to take you through that way. And that is the same thing that God is doing for us. He's taking us through a journey, taking us through a path, so that we can learn some things. And those things are going to be important for you before you get to your destination. Looking at uh, God promising them that they are going to get to their promised land. But he made them pass through the wilderness. He did not take them through the route that's supposed to take them 14 days. From Egypt down to uh, the promised land, supposed to take them 14 days. I mean 11 days, not even 14 days, 11 days. But he took them through wilderness to build their faith, to cut some things out, to, to, to teach them the word of God. So that when they get to the promised land, they are rich in the knowledge of God. Those that do not know God before, he called them and he took them into the wilderness so that they can know him. And maybe you are in the wilderness right now and God is teaching you so many things. But I don't want you to think that you are wasting your time. I don't want you to be weary at this point because, uh, because of some decisions that you made in your life, because of the direction that God is taking you to, or because of the destination that God has promised you. I want you to look at it that God is taking you through a route, He's taking you through a direction, and He knows where He's taking you to. But you need to endure the journey. Wisdom tells us, let me endure it. Don't let me cut my cross. It's like when the cross is so heavy, I say, no, I can't bear this. Let me cut it short. Let me make it shorter. And that is what some people are doing to their life. They are making it shorter. Instead of getting uh, to work hard to, to make money, let me quickly make money. Quick money. And that is what people is teaching us. Quick money, uh, you want sex, get it right now. Many people will entice you with all kind of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. You can get this. You don't need to pass through this route. You don't need to obey the law of God and forsake all these things. You just need to do this and then you will get it. You just need to do this and you get it. People are living their life like that. But God is calling us today to be his disciple and let him take us through the roots. Let us make a decision today. Who wants to build a house? that will not first sit down and can the cost whether he's able to build it and to finish it i want to encourage us today because we've been talking about wisdom wisdom tells us to make a decision wisdom tells us to know the direction wisdom tells us to know the destination and let's find accuracy in god wisdom tells you sit down let jesus teach you let be taught. Don't be in hurry to leave. Sit down. Let God teach you. When you are praying, spend more time in prayer. Let your prayer enjoy the presence of God. 
Don't just rush and say, I'm, I'm, I'm in hurry. My friends are calling me. Or you're about to do something. You just leave the presence of God. Sit down there. Moses did that. Moses was in the presence of God 40 days. Just waiting on God. Keep waiting on God. Let God keep building you. He's building strength. He's building wisdom. He's building power in you. And when he's going to bring you out, you are going to teach others too because what you have learned, what you have seen and heard is what you are going to give to others. But you need to see and you need to hear. And what you have seen and heard is what you are going to give to others. But keep seeing, keep learning, and keep hearing from God. And when it's time to teach them, you are going to teach them what you have seen and heard. I pray that God will bless us in Jesus' name. That's one thing I believe that God wants me to share with us today uh, to bless us. All right?